subject my friends to my favorite type of music and they in turn get to subject me to whatever it is they want to subject me to uh this week i was extremely extremely excited to listen to a an inuit band from here in canada up from uh and Yellowknife. uh kaylee and tiffany are inuit throat style singers performing ancient traditional songs with eerie new compositions uh, that's the tagline off of their website the band is uh pick squeak uh i believe that it is uh it's uh spelled p-i-q-s-i-q uh and apparently it's a uh, type of drifting snow uh and in turn I had my friend Erin listen to Opeth. Now, she was actually one of the individuals that uh, made me aware of Opeth through a mutual friend of ours. Um, but uh, I figured I'll allow her to dive deep into one of my all-time favorite Opeth albums. And we found quite a bit of similarities between these two albums than we thought possible. So without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. Thank you so much for coming on board today. Thank you for having me. I'm a little nervous. Oh, you'll be fine. Just think of it as just us chatting away. Okay, I'll try. <laughs> um, so just to kind of break the ice a little bit and to get you all comfortable, um, do you want to tell everybody how you know me and who you are? Uh, my name is Erin. I've known Michael for 15 or 16 years, I guess. Yeah, sounds Maybe about right. Years, something like that. And we were about 15, mm-hmm. 16. Uh, he's a childhood friend of my cousin's, uh, but we both had a love for, well, a lot of things in common, including music, yeah. but also the city of Toronto. And mm-hmm. then um, we had a lot of good times in there growing up. And then we moved in together when I moved back to the city. About five years ago, and we were roommates for, I think, three years? Three or four, I think, three maybe. Years? I want to say it was four, mm-hmm. because we had that apartment for six years, and the last two years yes. uh, was on my own. So I want to say four years. That sounds about right. Yeah. So, yeah. Lovely roommates. Ah, uh, besties. Yeah. It was a um, lot of fun. We haven't seen each other in, God like eight months or something like that well yeah at least since february because that's when i moved out like that's when i i moved out of toronto did i give you the stuff that i got you from india yes you did okay so i saw you after india in january yes 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 i knew that (laughs) i I saw you (laughs) as i got back (laughs) yeah i knew i had seen you sometime this year i just didn't know if it was january or february so it was like end of january beginning of february when mm-hmm. i got back yeah yeah so it's been far too long um, yeah, but uh yeah and because we lived together for so long it was really hard to kind of think of uh any kind of music that i haven't already subjected you to yes that's true <laughs> <laughs> you know I was like name off albums for you you're like no you're not getting it <laughs> right yeah so this was a little bit of a task for me 
Um, but I'm the, the, the artist that I'm doing is actually one that I believe you were familiar with before I was, uh, because you had said that, uh, other people that you knew liked this band when I started talking about progressive rock. Mm. And at that point I hadn't gotten into them yet. Um, so I'm getting you to listen to Opeth. Oh, yay. Cause I know you like some Opeth. I do like Opeth. And uh, the album is Watershed, which is um, maybe not their best and maybe not even their be- most critically acclaimed, but it was the album that got me into Opeth. Okay, fair uh, enough. It was my first uh, endeavor to the band, and uh, it's what sparked my love and joy for them. So oh, I figured it, it would be a, a good starting point for you. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, without giving too much away, the main thing that I like and why I would normally start people off with Opeth with this album is it's a very good balance between their really melodic, mellow, almost symphonic stuff, mm-hmm. uh, as well as their brutal, relentless, just death metal stuff. I love those contrasts. So yeah, and I think you would really enjoy the ebb and flow and the um what's the word when there's two con- contradictory things yes i know what you mean yeah yeah um i think a contrast right now i, I can't oh. think of the word there's like a specific word for that juxtaposition that's the word i'm thinking of yeah. juxtaposition <laughs> yeah um so yeah i think you're really you'll really really dig it this is also the last record that they put out where there's growls oh yeah so after this they done away with the growls oh, bye growls bye growls uh, <laughs> they went full on just classic rock um yeah. psychedelic rock which yeah. i particularly enjoy and appreciate but i know a lot of people are missing the growls so i do like the growls especially live yeah that's great right so they put out they put out one live album after this one uh celebrating their 20th year anniversary um and then Ever since then, they just kind of done away with it. They'll still do the growls live, but all their studio releases don't have any growls. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Well, as long as you give the audience what they want, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what, what album are you getting me to listen to? What album am I getting you to listen to? I had a lot in my head. And again, like trying to get you to listen to something that you didn't already know was like really, really tough. Mm-hmm. Um, because I am actually currently still obsessed with, uh, I'm not going to say this right, Mac Richler, who you introduced oh. me to. It's mostly all I've been listening to. Oh, is it Max Richter? Or... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that yeah. you introduced me to. So like that was like all I was listening to. So I was like, mm, what am I going to find for him? Mm. So, oh, yeah, it was pretty tough. And another thing I've been listening to a lot is like just like general um, – Final Fantasy um, instrumentals, like all those like different instrumentals. Right, like soundtrack instrumentals, and like like the ones that I go to are like the Studio Ghibli instrumentals, yeah. like the piano renditions. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, with all that said, um, I I'm not I don't think you've heard it, but you might have listened to it because I did mention it to you. Okay. And that's the um, the um, Inuit um, Akalawit band I told you about. Oh, I'm gonna say it right so that I can spell it for you. Yeah, how do you spell that Did one? This album too. I don't know if I, I told you about this way back. P I Q S I Q. 
Yes, I vaguely remember this. Uh, they do throat, throat singing, I think. I think yeah, they've got, they've got the two from last year, Altering the Timeline and In Search of Harmony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. They're only short little albums. Like they only have five songs on them. Six yeah, it looks like both are technically like EPs. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, whichever one you want me to dive into, I can listen to both and give you my, my opinions on both. But yeah, I like Altering the Timeline. Okay. That's my favorite one. Okay. Well, so this one's pretty cool too, but it's kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks yet. Christmas yet. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, the album's depressing. The Christmas, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> oh, is it a Christmas album? Mm. Oh, it is. Yeah. Carol of the Bells. What is this? Ch- oh, um, I have more Christmas music. I love Christmas yeah. music. So, yeah, that's In Search of Harmony. Yeah. Altering yeah. the Timeline. Altering there. the Timeline is the mm-hmm. non Christmas one. <laughs> I guess I'll see you um, when you finish uh, because on Spotify, do you use Spotify or? I have Apple Music, which is pretty much okay. the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, the last track for um, Watershed mm-hmm. is, let me just grab it here because they have quite a number of uh, mm-hmm. uh, bonus tracks. Yep. Uh, so the last track, I believe, is Hex Omega. Okay. Uh, Derelict Herds is technically the uh, bonus track, the official bonus track, and then there's two other tracks that are kind of smaller. So you can kind of end it after uh, Derelict Herds if you want. Okay, sounds good. Oh, and it's pronounced, it looks like, uh, Pilk Silk. Pilk Silk. P-I-L-K-S-I-L-K. Pilk Silk. Ah. I'm sure they say it much more eloquently than I can, but Haunting Northern Beauty, uh, Tiffany Ayalek. Okay. Juno okay. Award Duo. Yeah. Ooh. So, yeah. So I think that's how you say it. Okay. So. I will trust your judgment on that one. Yeah. So we'll go with that. So Sounds you have tracks and I have watershed. All right. Sounds good. I will see you probably in just over an hour then. All this. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I'm going to leave it all in just so it's all non sequitur and chaos. Let me try to figure out how to pronounce (laughs) it. And with that, Aaron and I go our separate ways to listen to one another's projects. Uh, I know that I had a really good time spending some time with Tiffany and Kaylee's work with uh, their uh, Inuit throat style singing. Fantastic time. And uh, Aaron had a great time listening to some Opeth. Um, And so just wanted to give a huge shout out to uh, Liana Olinsky again for providing such a great graphic for my little podcast here. And of course, I got to give it out to my boys at Explosive Ear Candy for their song All Together Now, which is the soundtrack to this podcast. Um, 
And so if you want to be cool, uh, you can head on over to my Patreon. It's Patreon slash Notes Reviews. Uh, there you can uh, help support me, get a shout out on one of these uh, episodes, as well as on any of my live streams or YouTube videos. You can also check out my YouTube videos over at Notes Reviews, uh, YouTube slash Notes Reviews. Um, and that's really all I've got to say. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Everybody's keeping well and keeping safe uh, as we're getting closer and closer to Halloween. Uh, I hope to have a Halloween special coming out in the next couple of days. So keep your ears attuned for that. Uh, and that's about it. That's all I got to say for this little ad break. Um, so let's dive back into this episode, find out what Aaron thought about Opeth and what I thought about uh, Pesquik. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm so sorry, you guys. I really, really am. Uh, one of these days I'll learn how to pronounce things, but today just isn't that day. So let's get back into this. Okay, so how was that? Good. Did my homework. Excellent. Yeah, I really like Opeth. Yeah, I kind of figured you would. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any like overarching thoughts? Any first impressions? Anything like that? Um, I really like the harmonies, especially in the very first, very last, and like that middle song. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the female vocalist. I guess my only thing I would have liked to hear in a little bit more, to be honest with you. Yeah, because I think that's the only time they actually have a woman singing. I thought she would have been beautiful in those harmonies in the in the. What was that song called? The one right in the middle there. Burden? Yeah, Burden's my favorite track off the album. Yeah, they have really nice harmonies in there. Mm-hmm. I feel like it really added, her voice would have really added to it. Yeah, I'm really surprised that they didn't have her do more because she's just on for that little bit on the first track there as the introduction and then kind of gone throughout. So, yeah, yeah I, I, wonder, I wonder why they didn't use her more throughout the rest of the album. I thought their voices were beautiful together. Yeah, their harmonies of like her very soft and uh, light voice pairs very well with Michael's um, very gruff. Like even when he's singing clean, it's still very gruff and very heavy. Um, Yeah, Um, but his voice is beautiful. Oh yeah, I love his voice. Yeah, he he has a a really good voice. I could actually, I I was always listening to it. I was like, ah, I see why they got rid of the growls. Enough, he doesn't need it, and I love them. (laughs) It's only gotten better through subsequent albums as well. Um, because I think at first he was hesitant because he didn't like the way that his voice sounded when he was younger, but I think he's really growing into it and he's really embraced it. Yeah, I wonder if he's had like a weird voice change, like Leonard Cohen. (laughs) Uh, That's that's what I was thinking. I was wondering if it was kind of like a Leonard Cohen thing where it's like really maturing into this new thing, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like his true voice or whatever they call it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, my favorite thing about Prague and will always be my favorite thing about Prague is, is albums as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you really do. Like, I mean, individual songs are beautiful, but you really do have to listen to it as a whole. Yeah. 
the, the whole thing's really beautiful. It's like a wave, like the, the starting, the middle, and the end, mm-hmm. and then all like the, the lower parts in between the two I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of like up and down of it, um, and both like tone and mood and sound and feel, all of it had a very like, like a wave feeling. Yeah, because I I personally love, I I always say ebb and flow of an album of blending and going from like the the first track, which is very light, very airy, to that second track. And even within the second track, like it starts off brutal and hard, but even within it, you still have these moments of softness and these very um, hypnotic melodies throughout it. Uh, that's one thing that this album shines brighter than almost any other album is how hypnotic it is yep. in terms of like its rhythm and melodies. Like, I don't know if any other album up to this point has reached that and specifically with that first track. Um, but yeah, Burden by far is still my favorite track off of that album. Yeah. Like that's, that's what made me fall in love with Opeth. I love the two kind of instrumental pieces on there, like the keyboard solo in the middle and then the guitar play out at the end just make me emotional each time I listen to it. Unfortunately, the keyboardist, I believe, left after this album. So he was only on it for this album. And I think for the one previous. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think he, was, he was helping out with the album that came after this, but left during the recording process. Yeah. yeah. Well, his solo really stands out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other track that I really, really like is Hessian Peel, the 11-minute track, the big... <laughs> long track yeah um because the first half is very similar to burden and being like very heartfelt very clean um and i love the guitar work on that track and then right at the halfway mark it just like does a hairpin turn into that brutality yeah 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 the whole album has a lot of nice movement to it is like Mm -hmm. i can put it um yeah I had, when I was listening to Hesse and Peel, there was something that happened and I looked and I was like, oh, I have to remember that song because I have some feedback, but now I can't remember what it was. I didn't oh, no. It. But yes, I do remember liking that song enough to go back and like look at its name and be like, I'll just remember that. Yeah, what's going on? Because even, even <laughs> in that brutal part, there's like this small island of a clean section that I still love and it still has such a powerful drive to it. Yeah. album really sits together really well um and it's like very um symmetrical as an mm-hmm. album kind mm-hmm. of like you said like burden being that middle part and then like the softness on the ends and then you know the hardness in the middle but then 
within each song it also has that kind of like you said ebb and flow yeah uh, it's almost like i can see it like on a graph looking like perfectly symmetrical down the middle if that makes sense with birth yeah. in the middle yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I think I think the best track for that is the uh, the bonus track of uh, Derelict Herds, I think it is. Yeah, um, because it's uh, a perfectly symmetrical track in that you've got the little beginning that has this guitar work on it, and then the bulk, and then right in the middle you have this death metal island. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then you go back into the main bulk of the track, and then it ends with the outro, which is the exact same as the intro. Yeah, so, yeah. In and of itself, it's kind of a perfectly symmetrical track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. what it is about that that makes it so satisfying it's must mm. us the symmetry that but there's something about the beginning middle end and the symmetry of it all that is very satisfying when you finish the album yeah you can feel where you are in the album even if you don't know how long it is or you know yeah where, you know it's like you know you're in the middle of a story or at the climax of a story you can tell right so yeah yeah, just through the energy that's around it as well as like what where you are in the runtime yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's something very satisfying about that, like, neatness of the symmetry that I really, really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even as someone who doesn't listen to Prague as much, um, yeah, the album experience was really complete and nice, like, like a story. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, because this is uh, one of the few concept albums that they've done, mm -hmm. um, and it tackles uh, being haunted in your heritage. Uh, so kind of like looking at madness and how madness and even like this um, otherworldly, almost satanic entity has permeated and like, you know, kind of battling that whole nature nurture aspect of it, uh, but more in like a haunted hereditary origin aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and I still don't know all of the ins and outs of the concept because half of it is in growling and <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> open to interpretation <laughs> it is definitely open to interpretation that's correct yeah but i think oh. i think with your theme is haunting like you can take that in several different ways so i'm mm -hmm. sure your interpretation means a lot of people can like see themselves in it right yeah because it doesn't necessarily mean ghosts and oogie boogies it's literally like your own memories yeah or mental illness runs in your family or disease yeah. runs in your family like you know, there's a lot you can map onto that. That's quite beautiful. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so uh, switching gears over to the album that I listened to. Yeah. Altering the timeline. So I was able to listen to this twice through and I really found myself really digging it. Really good, eh? It is like very <laughs> different. Like yeah. I hadn't heard anything like this before. I heard a little bit through um, like Peter Gabriel's world, uh, real world music mm -hmm. uh where he actively searches out these artists from around the world that are producing music that doesn't sound like anything else because it's so intergrained in their culture that's not accessible 
um, through the mass media. So Mm -hmm. he comes about and brings it to the forefront and actually pays tributes to those. Um, So that's the only kind of exposure that I had, but I've, I've heard about like throat singing before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and kind of passing, but I'd never actually sat down and listened to it. And it's so interesting how they're able to harmonize with one another without actually providing any like real, in our, our sense uh, of the word, um, like musical notes. Yes. It uh, really breaks down our, our, our very like, um, I don't know, uh, white European sense of what music quote unquote and mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Uh, because you, you know, it, it really shows how universal music is, even when it doesn't sound like exactly what we consider again. Yeah. You know, very white dominant society. Something yeah. Musical, like right? their, their ability to like create these interlocking rhythms, uh, specifically on the track. I want to try This is the only one that doesn't have a, an English equivalent. Uh, yeah. Cause all the other ones have an English equivalent. <laughs> uh, so I, I want to say it's, uh, Toots uh, to Strut, mm-hmm. I think it is. Toots to Strut, where they're interlocking their harmonies, not only of their throat singing, but also actual notes that they're vocalizing. So you have like, um, like a vocalization, and then and around that you have the throat singing and grunting that's going along with that. grunting you can listen to it as this interlocking knot but you can also listen to it in isolation of one another to mm-hmm. see how each word or sound bite is connecting within itself as well as in the overall picture yeah. so it's very interesting to hear it be done in this sense because most of the time i'm used to hearing these kinds of things done with like guitars and keyboards yeah uh, when i was growing up i listened uh, I was um, first introduced to an Inuit singer named Susan Egglar, okay. and she used to incorporate um, throat singing and like um, um, traditional like Inuit words into her music. But it, it was still, you know, as we would again in our definition think of it as a more music-based mm-hmm. uh, introduction to that. So mm-hmm. when I came into these, when I first heard, like, read, I read an article about the, um, this group, um, and. Um, I just want to, I just want to shout out before we go, just because like, so that their names are out there. So mm-hmm. um, Pilk Silk, P-I-Q-S-I-Q, and their names, which I'm not going to say very well, I apologize, but it's Tiffany, Kelukana, Ayulik, and Kayla Inusik McKay. And they are um, roots in Nunavut, but grew up in Yellowknife Northwest Territories. Okay. And done um, festivals and things. Uh, there was a festival with um, Buffy St. Marie, and they were in that. Oh, um, okay. Um, so they, they were, um, you know, uh, do, doing pretty good for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. And just wanted to shout them out so they get credit for the beautiful music that they've yeah. been making. Of course, um, yeah. And uh, the article I was reading said it was a lot of it was inspired by nature, uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 
a close relationship with nature and um, where they grew up in Northwest Territories. Mm-hmm. So you can feel that deepness in what you were talking about, like the layers, yeah. something about um, it. You feel, at least when I think of like Northern Canada as a Canadian, but like as somebody who has not got to travel there, I think of like a deepness, whether it's snow or, or, you know, anything like it's just a very like rich and deep area. And I think the music really shows that like multiple layers on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um yeah so yeah for sure and to be like invited into that like piece of their culture and making it so um able for us to like be a part of and touch i think is just like feels really on it feels like an honor really it does yeah because it's it's extremely intimate this type of music Mm -hmm, like in order to get that that sound you have to be like really close up and you can't like you can amplify it for sure through microphones and whatnot, but like unlike other types of singing styles, like say operatic singing styles or like even like the death metal growls or something like this is the kind of, you have to be sitting up close. So it's much more of a community, almost family engagement than anything else. Vulnerability it's very vulnerable because like I picture singing around like a circle in this and you're almost like handing the torch and everybody's taking their turn sharing yeah. in this this moment yeah yeah it's uh i think it's a you know they obviously have their very unique style and still inviting in like things about their culture and their family and their history mm-hmm. uh, i think just makes it a really unique sound and uh it's you know if i were to hear them anywhere else i think i would know it was them you know <laughs> yeah yeah and like the other thing that i was thinking like even though this little ep only has like five songs each one is very different like mm. i know whenever i'm exposed to anything very novel or something that i've never been exposed to everything kind of sounds the same uh, just because I don't know of the different inflections. I don't know of like the different techniques that are being used and how to play with it. But on this, I still felt all the subtle differences and uh, how they're playing around with the, uh, the rules, like quote unquote rules of the singing style um, mm-hmm. is kind of at the forefront. So even with these five tracks, I can still see how each one is very different from one another. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's both like you can listen to it for a long time and dive in and get something different out of it every time, but it's mm-hmm. also like very on the surface, um, very, um, you know, like very attainable. You're able to grab onto it and enjoy it on the surface as well. It has both. Yeah. yeah. So like, like were other styles of music similar to this where it's very impressionistic and very um, almost erythral? I think mm-hmm. that's the name there. Um yeah, like I would qualify those songs as being more like an abstract painting where there's like a lot to look at, but you don't quite know what it is. I feel like this is much more um, kind of grabbing onto what you were saying about uh, being so deep in the wilderness. This is like a very detailed um, like landscape mm-hmm, where yeah. there's a lot to look at and you can spend hours looking at it. And even though like you've got the mountains, you got the trees, you got the lakes, you got like the grass and whatnot it's very simple in that sense, but the more you look at it, the more you get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It has an abstract when you like back, but a detail when you come close. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
I found myself just to use the word that I was using for the Opeth album because I, I, this is part of the reason why I love doing this is finding the little similarities between two very, very different styles. Um, mm-hmm. Like this one, I also found extremely hypnotic. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Specifically, even like that last track of Land to Sky, uh, the fifth track off the EP. I found myself just drifting off and being hypnotized by not only the the rhythms that were coming through, but also their the that throat uh, singing and like the thing that I kept loving is that unlike regular singing, I, I shouldn't say regular singing, but like the Western singing, where it's mm-hmm. only on the exhale, a lot yeah. of that can also be done through the inhale. So it's like a constant in and out and that's what was so hypnotic about it because you've got that full breath as opposed to just the one-way breath listening to music so I found I couldn't I, I the first time I ever heard it was at work because I was reading this article on my break and then I was like oh I'll listen to this while I'm working doing um like like I was on the computer for that day and I couldn't because I couldn't like focus on my breathing and the work and listen to the music properly yeah which doesn't bother me like I can listen to audiobooks and do work I can do but like this I, I couldn't I had to like sit down and really listen to it and dive into it as it's like own entity. It commands your attention. I think that has to do with the breathing as well. Yeah. I couldn't focus on all that at once because it changes the way you feel like to breathe, which is why it, you know, probably has that hypnotic like Mm -hmm. feel to it. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's so engaging because as you said, it almost forces you to think about your own breath because you're so used to hearing not only our own speeches, but whenever we hear people sing, we're always waiting for them to take that inhale. But if that inhale is part of your singing practice, you have to listen for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also has a lot of movement, like the Opeth Mm -hmm. album. Yeah, yeah, definitely that ebb and flow for sure is found on that. Yeah, Uh, I think one of the albums has a picture of them and the two of them facing each other in water. And that's where I like, I was like, that's the perfect photo for your album because like, that's what I felt like. I feel like the ebb and flow, the deepness, the water, Mm -hmm. like that picture just like, it is exactly what I kind of picture when I hear that music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, it's, you know how deep it is and there's a lot underneath the surface that you can't gleam, but you, your brain fills in the gaps uh, for those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I need to thank you for introducing that to me because I would have never found it otherwise. Yes, and hopefully, uh, you know, we can have more art from our Indigenous and Inuit people of Canada and the States um, yeah. um, and, and really get to, you know, expose and, and allow us to have better language and stuff. So when you and I are talking, default is not to like, you know, a white Christian, you know, European way of thinking of singing and uh breath and everything right exactly yeah yeah like uh during this whole lockdown period i was enthralled um through uh tiktok and one of the things that i was loving was all the different uh dancing that uh the inuits were were doing and just how 
within their dance, it was part of the music. Like their, their dance produced the music. <laughs> and I was just like, what? This is like taking tap shoes and putting it all over your body. Yeah. Because it's not just like your, your feet are providing the beat, but then you've got these bells and these chimes. And then if you're incorporating like, uh, I saw one person that was incorporating like hoops for wings. That was a part of it. And like, my mind was just blown for yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. And it's so obvious in some ways that that would be possible. But yeah. It's amazing how limited our, our thinking can be when we're only getting one, one viewpoint of things. That's right. Right. So Yeah. Yeah, so let's let's get some some more diverse singers and artists out there, so we can have a, a fuller experience. And and uh, yeah, and challenge the way you and I, and hopefully all of the people listening to this think think about music a little bit differently. Yeah, and that's what Prague, you know, in theor- in theory, right? Like, you know, it, to, yeah. to experiment with different sounds and things, and I think Prague could, pro- you know, as all music music I listen to as well could probably be more diverse and mm-hmm. like um, exploration of sound. Right. Yeah, of course. Like I always find the biggest irony about progressive rock is how cookie cutter all of the bands actually are. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a bunch of white cis men. Like for for a subgenre of rock that has progressive in its name, it is one of the least <laughs> progressive uh, <laughs> styles of music. Yeah, it's uh, it has an irony to it. Uh, yeah. they need to work on. <laughs> yeah, we've got a little bit of work ahead of us that yeah. I don't know too many yeah. people want to do, but uh, yeah. I'm all for the work. I'm like, well, let's get the work done. And you know, I think if you took the definition at face value you know, progressive rock or progressive music. Like I think uh, Pilk Silk fits right into that. There. It, it sure does. Progressive. They're clearly combining different types of music, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both like their traditional music, but you know, there's a definite like, you know, Gothic. Um, I don't even know, like it's not metal, but there's like a dark underside to the music. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I was getting flavors of like the doom metal and even just like industrial a little yeah. bit there. Yeah, yeah, it does have an industrial feel to it, which is um, really interesting. I, 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 you know, I would love to hear their 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 opinions on that um, mm-hmm. and, and how how they combine like, you know, uh, whether it's like what they they got growing up or if it's just mm-hmm. like a combination of music they like or yeah. But there's definitely like um yeah progressiveness there there's really no other word for it (laughs) yeah that's it's right in the title there yeah Yeah, exactly so boy yeah well thank you so much for coming on and introducing us to this type of music yeah no problem well i mean i just read an article (laughs) you're longer than any of us have been here that's true that's true (laughs) so but uh yeah you're welcome thank you so much nice to talk to you and listen to an album and uh this is really fun i was very nervous I felt better as I went and uh, good. yeah <laughs> good, good 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 any feedback especially from like Inuits people on mm-hmm. anything would be appreciated uh, yes please we're not by no means experts on the oh, subject no. it's something that I listen to and really liked and think more people should listen to so yeah and I mean I just listened it listened to it today and so this is my the this is it this is all I know so yeah, yeah. so we'll we'll do some work on our end too maybe with oh, pronunciation 
and uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have more for you next time <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay well until next time keep sharing music and uh hopefully we'll get you back and we'll listen to the new kaleo album yeah hopefully it comes out yeah yeah all right yeah Bye. Bye. Bye.